Welcome to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, strategy coach and your guide to implementing custom strategies based on your personality type. This is the podcast where you get to elevate your zones of genius and create your best life by growing a business that works for you instead of you working for it. Let's dive in because your next level of success is within reach once you decide to dream loudly. We all want to believe that we're effective communicators because we have family, friends, employers, colleagues. We've been talking our entire lives. And if you've ever had a job, whether it's Walmart or Wall Street, you know that we communicate in team meetings, one-to-one conversations, in email, and in presentations. And of course, now more than ever before, virtual video conferencing has expanded in ways that even Zoom probably never imagined. Communication is simply the sending and receiving of information. It's broken down by speaking style, body language, blind spots, but it can easily be distorted by our filters too. You can do a deep dive in Ginger Lapid Bogda's book, Bringing Out the Best in Yourself at Work, where she talks more about how to use the Enneagram in your leadership and four systems of success. But I want to talk about being an effective communicator. Now, the first part of that is knowing your speaking style and how others are going to receive your words. Even with the purest intentions, the best communicators can sometimes be misunderstood. In this episode, I'm going to share common speaking types based on your Enneagram type, and I'll also give you tips for improving your communication as well. For type ones, your speaking style is simply put as diligence. Type ones are known as the reformer or idealist. They have a strong standard of excellence. And so that means that they want everyone to be very regimented and structured and organized in what they're saying. They're logically put together when they're speaking, but they want others to also be ready to go. If you're not careful, that standard, that diligence that you're looking to give across can sometimes just come across as mean, bossy, or even demeaning. And again, you might have really good intentions and trying to help someone, but your speaking style may not be received with the same way as your words are coming across. So recognize that so that you can always communicate effectively and people will be excited to receive what you're trying to share. Because again, good intentions, you're probably saying something that's going to help them in the long run, but if you sound like a jerk, well, they're not going to receive it very well. For my type twos, your natural speaking style is given. Um, is to be very giving. And so that means that obviously the type two is known as the helper. They always want to support others and share what they can. So they're very quick to share advice, share knowledge, um, help out with information in any way that they can and support a group. But a lot of times because they're always looking to support and share, they are not speaking up for themselves. They're not taking a stand on anything. In some ways, they might even seem wishy-washy because they're always trying to uh, please another group that it looks like they don't have a backbone for the value or the information that they're trying to share. The type three speaking style is performance. They literally might come across like they're putting on a show. They're very polished, calm, cool, collected in what they have to say. Type threes are my achievers and they're very driven towards success. And it comes across when they speak as well. 
Type four, your speaking style is mood. So long before I knew about the Enneagram, I am a millennial. And so we grew up calling a certain group of kids emo. And that's exactly what it means. They wear their emotions on their sleeves. They're quick to let you know if they're up or if they're down or somewhere in between. And they're going to communicate that. Sometimes though, they're so cautious about how they let you in or maybe guarded about things that it could seem that almost everything is negative just because of how they protect their own emotions. So recognize that if you have, if you are a type four and your guard is up when you're communicating, then how is that coming across to others? Are they going to think that you are not interested, even if it might just be that you are uh, gauging the situation before you share too much? For my type fives, your speaking style is knowledge. Everything that you say is backed with facts. You're not putting anything out there unless you've done the research and have the expertise, the education, or verified information via proven incredible sources. Because you calculate the things that you're saying, sometimes people will wonder if there's any emotion behind it because you're giving all the facts and never really sharing your opinion. Again, it's just something to recognize about how you're giving off information because you may believe and trust in everything that you're saying and the knowledge that you're providing, but if they don't see that in your body language as well, just recognize that they could actually doubt the information that you're giving off, which leads me to my type six. The type six speaking style is actually called doubt because they are always um, coming from a place of fear sometimes when, and not always, but because they can at times come from a place of fear. If they are not sure if you're going to receive their knowledge, if they are not sure if you're going to receive their support, their help, their guidance, they will actually come across as if they're doubting themselves because they're really trying to gauge your opinion. And so while they're trying to understand, does she like me? Does she not? Is he understanding? Is he not? What is that person thinking about what I am saying? That doubt can also cause people to doubt what it is that a type six has to share. For my type sevens, their speaking style is options. They want everyone to see the big picture and know that there's 20 different ways to get to the destination. They want to know their options. And because of that, they'll also share all of their options with you. That can get tricky because if this person is the leader, then it almost seems like they don't know what they're doing when the truth is they want to kind of gain a consensus around the direction that they may be heading in. Now our type eights have a speaking style that is challenged. They always go naturally against the grain because they want to help others see outside the box. Because they're actually looking at a bigger vision, the details almost seem to make them come across as combative because they're like, hey, well, what if we try it this way? Or what if we try it that way? Have you thought about what happens if we go X route, but it backfires? And because they're actually trying to foresee and prevent any issues or circumnavigate the issues that may arise, it looks like they're challenging the situation. Depending on the group that they're in, this can come across as an issue. And so recognize, hey, if this is your natural speaking style, deliver it in a way that says, hey, 
I'm actually say like, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. I just want to make sure that we're thinking this through. Preface your comment with that sentence so people understand where you're going and are not just thinking that you're out there to create an issue. Now for my type nines, speaking style for them is known as harmony. Um, They are the peacemaker. They look to avoid conflict. So they want to Uh, negotiate peace in any situation and make sure that others are feeling heard, seen, and understood. So they reach for harmony and finding a balance. Again, depending on who you're speaking with, with, this could seem like you don't have an opinion or that you are not confident in where you stand with something. Now, if you truly know a type nine, you know that although they're looking for peace and harmony, they actually always have an opinion. Um, They just want to make sure that they're doing it and delivering it in a way that does not ruffle any feathers. Now, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, but when I come back, I'm going to give tips for how all of us can improve our communication and ensure that our career, our businesses, our personal lives even, are always growing and being enhanced in the ways that we communicate. Looking for the confidence to stop holding yourself back and start making dreams a reality? Then you need to head over to the Ambitious Community course page with three unique programs to help you unlock your next level of success with greater self-awareness. Each course utilizes the Unlock Method, a proven system for ambitious women to be confident and effective leaders by embracing their expertise, passions, quirks, and all without hiding their personality. Receive 20% off any digital program when you join the email list today. To learn how to leverage the Enneagram to achieve your dreams of confidence and success, please visit keycoach.com courses to select the program for your next level. Now, here are some tips for improving your communication. You can start off by gaining accountability and additional resources by having a coach. Now, you already know that the Becoming CEO Intensive is a great option because inside that two-hour intensive, I'm going to give you a customized strategy um, and you're going to hear exactly what I share with my clients. I'm going to give you a couple of them now, but if you want these things customized and personalized based on your Enneagram type for the audience that you are reaching, whether that be in a corporate setting, in a workplace, whether you have a nine to five, your own business, you're leading a team, or you desire to lead a team one day in the future. The first thing that you need to do is increase your awareness. I know I say it all the time. Self-awareness is the key to your next level of success. And I mean that because when you are aware of your speaking style, then you can stop yourself before you go on a rant. You can prepare for a presentation. You can say, hey, I know who's in my audience. And sometimes I sound like I'm preaching at them, but I really want to make sure that I gain their buy-in. You can prepare yourself and plan your words in a way that people are going to receive what you want. Or if you're like me, you just tell everyone that you meet, hey, I'm an Enneagram 8. I'm direct. I'm honest. I'm going to tell you what I see. And please know that it's coming from a place of intention, of, um, of love, because I see your potential and I want to bring out the best in you. And when you preface that, people are going to be able to say, well, she kind of sounds rude, but again, I'm understanding that this is her personality and not going to think the worst of her when I hear things. So the first thing is to increase your awareness. 
The next thing you can do is that if you recognize you need to make some changes in your speaking style, maybe in your body language, if you recognize that you have some blind spots that need to be figured out or adjusted, change one behavior at a time. Rome was not built in a day and your communication style is not going to be built in a day either. No matter how old you are, you've been communicating Honestly, since birth, even babies cry differently. They have a cry for feeding, a cry for changing, a cry for just attention and cuddling. And so the same way that babies have communication styles around their crying, imagine what we've developed over the years as we've added language and we've added tone and body language and so much more into what it is that we do and who we are. So if you need to make some adjustments, recognize that you need to change one behavior at a time, because if you try to change all of it overnight, you're actually going to end up failing instead instead of succeeding. The next thing that you can do is ask for feedback. So find someone that you know and you trust and you know that they're going to give you honest feedback in a way that you can receive it. So maybe you need to recognize what their personality type is, what their speaking style is as well, so that you're not going to be offended when they do come back to you with the truth. But ask for that feedback and find someone who's going to say, hey, that was really great, but I know you're an Enneagram type three and it almost seemed fake because you were looking to please the crowd instead of just sharing from the heart. Or, hey, um, I think it's great that you give us so many options, but the truth is you're the CEO and what you say goes. And so you just need to make a decision and then help us all to jump on board with what it is you're saying, not giving us 75 different options around it. Ask for feedback from someone that you trust. Don't ask everyone for feedback. There is a book called Radical Candor where you do ask everyone for feedback in a certain way. If that's something you're going to open yourself up to, again, prepare to receive that so that you can change one behavior at a time and improve and make progress in what it is that you're doing. The next thing that you're going to do is with the part of, it's kind of a part of increasing your awareness. You're going to record yourself via audio or video or both. And yes, that means that after you record yourself or on the, whether it's completely audio, like a podcast or on video, like a YouTube channel, or maybe you just record yourself in a Zoom meeting solo to kind of practice your speech and then watch it back. Um, This is going to help you recognize some of the things that you say. I grew up with a mom that was an English teacher. So ums, uhs, likes, any of those filler words, I can literally tell you that I can count how many times I do it. Now, yes, it still happens. I purposefully do not edit out every um and uh like type of filler word out of my podcast, but I am recognizing when I say it, how I say it. And so between having an English teacher as a mom and doing theater my entire life, I can speak a lot better now than I did, you know, back when I was 12 years old. If you've never done any of those things, then public speaking is going to be new to you and it's going to take you more time to develop those skills. But the only way you're going to improve is if you can have others giving you feedback that are helping you to be constructive feedback, not criticizing, helping you to grow and develop, but also for you to record and watch yourself because we are our own worst critics, right? And so this is a time where you can 
be your own worst critic, delete the video when you're done, but recognize what you're doing the first time before you have to go out and do it in public. It took me two years to deal with the sound of my own voice before I was ready to launch a podcast. There were a lot of things in it, but having grown up in musical theater and listening to my voice then, I criticized it so much that the thought of starting a podcast and having to listen to my own voice was like petrifying to me. And so recognize what that's going to look like. It's going to take up, it's going to be a process and a hurdle in and of itself, but you're going to learn so much more and grow to be a better speaker, a better communicator, even if it's not on video, even if it's not for social media, even if it is just to speak up inside of a meeting, right? You're not even writing the meeting, but to just give your opinion in a meeting, it's going to help you have that confidence to say what needs to be said to move the team towards a better goal and to better success. Now, I mentioned this before when you're asking for feedback, but I separated it as its own line for improving your communication. Don't be offended by someone else's way of speaking. If you're speaking to an Enneagram type one, Again, their natural desire is to push everyone towards a high standard of high standard of excellence. They hold themselves to a high standard and they're going to pull their family and their friends and their colleagues up to the same level of excellence of where they are as well. So when they call you out on your dress code, when they call you out on your hairstyle, um, don't think of it as they're beating you, beating you up and picking on you. Recognize that they want to see you at your best. And so I'm picking superficial things like clothing and hair, but recognize that if they're talking about how you speak, how you run your business, anything else, they are trying to bring out the best in you, not beat you up. And trust me, I know that it comes across like they just can't find anything positive to say, but they are doing it in a way that they want to help you improve. So don't get offended by it. Take notes, brush off the harshness of their words, but find out ways that you can improve and grow and develop yourself along the way. If you're talking to someone who is a five or a six, they might have a lot of information, but if they're a six, they might be doubting themselves because they're not sure if you trust them. And so feel free to let them know like, hey, I came to you for your opinion. I value what it is that you have to say because that's going to give them a confidence boost. And then you're going to be able to trust what they're saying a lot faster because you're not checking if they know what they're talking about as much. Or for a five who has so much knowledge, say, hey, thank you for that information, but how do you feel about it? Get their insight as well. And so if you feel like they're giving me a ton of facts and reading me a textbook, um, but and you're like, well, where's the emotion? How do they feel? Don't get offended that they're reciting a dissertation. Just check in with them um, as well. So check in with yourself, check in with others, and stop getting offended. We live in a culture that everyone wants to be offended by every little thing, and it's just not necessary. All right, let me jump off my soapbox. The last tip that I'm going to share for improving your communication is to practice your active listening. Do it more. I don't care how much you think you know about active listening, how often you think you do it. You need to increase the amount of active listening that you are doing. I can hear my dad in my in my head saying, you have two ears and one mouth. That means you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. And you probably heard that saying as well. But I want you to practice and increase your active listening with your family, with your friends, in your business, at your job, in your church setting, on the 
soccer field, your football field with your kids and you're listening and talking to the other parents or coaches, whatever environment that you are in, increase your active listening because the better you are at listening, the better you're going to be able to understand where others are coming from, which means you're going to speak in a way that resonates with them and that avoids the misunderstandings and the miscommunication and that helps us all to be better. And so if you're better on the football field, then you're going to be better in the workplace and you're going to be better with your family and friends as well. And so practice that active listening And if you have questions, you want this customized to how you can be the best version of you, again, book a Becoming CEO Intensive, and I will see you all back next week here on Amplify Ambition. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Coach Keds. I would also love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help other ambitious women listen in and join our community to unlock lasting success. For my entrepreneurs, I want to remind you that there are limited spots each month for VIP strategy days. Inside this intensive, I'm going to show you how to implement a personalized strategy without the cookie cutter tactics so you can achieve your business goals. The reason this works for my clients is because of my unlock method. Many women don't realize that when they learn how to apply the psychology behind their Enneagram type, they're able to confidently take aligned and consistent action. It's time you gain clarity on that next step as you own what makes you unique in this industry. Learn more at keycoach.com VIP. Check out the links in the show notes on ways to stay connected with me between episodes. Until next time, dream loudly.